السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وما يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها 
وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعاذنا الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters this is our fourth week as we attempt to explore the meanings contained in the chapter of the Quran known as Surah Al-Hujurat. We are attempting to explore this chapter so that we can better understand divine guidance for us as a community. And we spoke about the importance of having proper manners and etiquette with the person of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam and we spoke about the importance of extending that to the, the greater community. We spoke about the command to be intelligent and to verify the information that comes to us and to understand the importance of verifying. We spoke last week about the importance of making peace between people when they come into conflict with one another and the role that each and every one of us has in being a peacemaker when people are in conflict. And today, insha'Allah ta'ala, we're going to speak about the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth theme within this beautiful chapter. And we begin with the words of Allah ta'ala in this chapter, Surah Al-Hujarat, where he once again addresses all of us with the title of Iman, of faith and belief, saying, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, la yaskhar qawmun min qawmin asa an yakunu khayran minhum, wala nisa'un min nisa'in asa an yakunna khayran minhum, wala talmizu anfusakum, wala tanabazu bil alqab, bitsa lismul fusuku ba'da al-iman, wa man lam yatub fa'ulaika humul zalimun. Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers saying, O you who have believed, let not one people ridicule another. It may be that they are better than them, nor should women ridicule other women. It may be that they are better than them. And do not defame yourselves or insult one another with bad nicknames. How evil is the iniquitous name, the bad nickname, after one has expressed their conviction and belief, and whosoever does not repent, then they are from the wrongdoers. This is the general meaning of this verse, dear brothers and sisters. And we see this verse is prohibiting us from three very destructive qualities. Number one is sukhriya, or mockery, or ridicule. Number two is lams, which is to defame other people. And the third is atanabuz bil alqab, or giving people bad nicknames, insulting nicknames, and so on. And this verse, like the previous verses that we have been exploring in these past few weeks, has a story behind it. There were circumstances, things going on in the community before this verse was revealed to the Prophet ﷺ. And it is mentioned 
that it was revealed when a group from the tribe of Banu Tamim from the Nejd highlands traveled all the way to Medina to pledge their loyalty to the Prophet Sallallahu And they came as a delegation of chieftains and leaders. And when they saw the poorest of the community, seeing Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhu and Bilal and Suhaib and Salman and Farisi radiallahu anhum, when they saw them in their poverty, saw them wearing their tattered garments because that's all they had, they began to ridicule them for their poverty. They began to make fun of them for the clothes they were wearing. Now they came all the way from Najd to formally pledge their loyalty to the Prophet ﷺ as new Muslims. Yet they're ridiculing their brothers for having tattered clothes. And so Allah Ta'ala revealed this verse about mockery, about giving bad nicknames, about defamation. So there's three things we have to focus on. The first is sukhriya. The first thing that Allah prohibits in this verse is sukhriya, which is mockery or derision. And sukhriya is defined as ridiculing people or making fun of people. And it can take on different forms. And sometimes it can even be a form of backbiting when you do it behind that person's back. So making fun of someone's voice by imitating it. Making fun of the way they walk by imitating it. Laughing at something that is beyond their control. Making fun of their clothing. Making fun of their shoes. Making rude gestures. A lot of the ridicule and derision directed at people, you find, is for things that are beyond their control. A lot of the mockery and ridicule that some people direct towards others is for things that are beyond their control, their physical appearance, things they can't change. Can you change the size of your nose? Can you change the color of your skin? Can you change the color of your hair? Can you change the size of your ears or the size of your body if you're tall or short? You can't change those things. But a lot of the ridicule and mockery is for those things that are beyond our control. So when a person is making fun of other people for their physical appearance, for things that are beyond their control, they need to ask themselves a very important question. Who created that person in such a form? Who is the one who created them at that height? Who created them with that physical appearance? It is of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَتَبَارَكَ أَحْسَنُ الْخَالِقِينَ So sometimes the mockery is for things beyond people's control, for their physical appearance. Sometimes the mockery that others have towards others is because of the way they walk or the way they talk. And sometimes the mockery is not due to the way they look. Sometimes the mockery is due to that person they're mocking, taking on or trying to take on good, positive qualities. So this person is trying to strive in their life to be a better person. They're striving to be a better Muslim. And people would make fun of them for trying to be better people. There's a very insidious 
evil practice that you see around the world. It is not uncommon to find some so-called Muslims who make fun of and ridicule those who are deemed as quote-unquote practicing Muslims or religiously committed Muslims, characterizing them as judgmental or hypocritical or backwards or stupid and so on. And you're all aware of this stereotype that exists in many societies. And it's not making fun of actual hypocrisy or actual blameworthy judgmental behavior. No, it targets any Muslim who is trying to live a religiously committed life. How many nominal Muslims get threatened when their relatives become quote-unquote more religiously committed? They may use disparaging terms. They say things like, oh, you're a fundamentalist, or they say, or they say words to bring them down to make themselves feel better because they feel threatened when that person is trying to become a better Muslim, a more practicing and committed believer. They make fun of them. They make fun of their beard. They make fun of their hijab. And this seeps into popular culture. Whether it's in movies or music or art, popular culture tends to make a mockery of the sacred no matter where that popular culture is, that exists here and that exists on the other side of the world. Popular culture that denigrates and makes fun of quote-unquote religious people. And more and more, dear brothers and sisters, we find so-called Muslims partaking in that culture of mockery, mocking the sacred, and mocking people who try to become better in their commitment to their faith. One will mock the beard, the other will mock the hijab. Some even mock the prayer altogether. And if you tell them to stop, what do they say? They say, lighten up. Why so serious? It's just a joke. Can't you take a joke? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers this question in the Quran. What did Allah ta'ala say regarding those hypocrites and those of weak faith who were joking and mocking those of stronger belief, stronger conviction. They are making fun of them. And they said, we were only joking. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala records this in the Quran, in Surah Tawbah, when he says, وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ لَيَقُولُنَّ إِنَّمَا كُنَّا نَخُوضُ وَنَلْعَبُ قُلْ أَبِ اللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَهْزِئُونَ Say, if you, if you were to ask them, they would certainly say, oh, we were just joking around, we're just playing. Say to them, is it in Allah and His signs and in His messenger that you were mocking and ridiculing? Do not make any excuse for yourselves, for you have left iman, you have disbelieved after your iman. So that's another form of sukhriya, of ridicule. Another form of sukhriya, dear brothers and sisters, that religious Muslims fall into is the sukhriya or the ridicule making fun of people who fall into sinful behavior, making fun of them for falling into sin. 
You see, it's one thing to speak out about certain behaviors that are unlawful, haram. But it is another thing to ridicule people for it without the intention of actual correction. If people are openly engaged in unlawful behavior, yes, they should be corrected with wisdom. They should be advised with wisdom. And at some times, they should even be rightly censured. But that does not give a person any license to make fun of them and ridicule them for their weakness. The great Imam Al-Hafidh Ibn Rajab Al-Hambari, Rahimahullah, he wrote a very beneficial risala work on this exact topic that he titled Al-Farq Bayna Al-Nasihati Wa Ta'yeer The distinction between giving sincere advice and shaming and bringing people down. What is the difference? That is what he explores in that work of his. So when you advise people who are not living up to the ideal, you want good for them, and you want the diminishment of evil. But with shaming and ridiculing, you don't really want good for that person. You just want to make them the butt of your joke. One of the great early imams of Quranic commentary, one of the imams of tafsir, Imam Abdul Rahman ibn Zayd ibn Aslam, who died 100 or so after the hijrah, he says, and this is a warning to myself and to all of you, he says, one whose sins Allah has concealed should never ridicule one whose sins Allah has exposed. For perhaps the exposure of his sins in this life is better than having his sins exposed in the hereafter. Maybe that person is weak and their sins get exposed to others and that causes them to feel remorse and they change their ways and become a better person. Meanwhile, the one who's making fun of them for the sins, they have sins too. It's just that Allah has concealed them from others. It's far better to be exposed and make amends in this life than to have your sins concealed in this life only to be exposed on the day of judgment. So we have to be mindful of this. Another form of ridicule is ridiculing people due to their non-Muslim origin. Ridiculing people because of their non-Muslim origin, the fact that they are converts to Islam. Now we have a narration which is mentioned in the books of Tafsir concerning Ikrimah ibn Abi Jahl. Ikrimah is the son of Abu Jahl, who was one of the arch enemies of the Muslims, one of the bitterest foes who persecuted and oppressed and harmed people for years, who was called by the Prophet ﷺ, the Pharaoh of this nation. Well, his son becomes a Muslim later on. And he comes to Medina to visit the Prophet ﷺ, and when he arrived in Medina, he found some Muslims making fun of him. They were making fun of him, calling him, here is the son of the Pharaoh of this nation. Now, is that a true statement? That's a true statement, because he is, in fact, the son 
of the Fir'aun of this Ummah, Abu Jahl. But this was said to ridicule him, to diminish his status, as if he's lesser because of who his father was. And this hurt his feelings. And he went to the Prophet ﷺ and he complained. And it is related that after his complaint, Allah sent down this verse that we're discussing today. O you who believe, do not ridicule each other. So, do you know, dear brothers and sisters, that there are some people who think mistakenly that Islam is somehow some ethnic identity. They believe that it is some kind of birthright, like the Yahud. You're either born into it or you're not. If you're born into it, you are one of us. And if you're not born into it, you will always be lesser. You will always be looked at as the other. Yes, we'll give you salams, we'll do this and that, but you'll always be the other because you weren't born into this. That is the attitude of some people. They believe that it is a birthright, as if it is appended to their ethnic identity. And that person, they're not really accepted unless they're born into it. Some people's minds are like this. Their minds are so riddled with jahiliyyah, with this ignorance, that a person who chooses to leave error for guidance and embrace Islam is never fully accepted. They're always seen as the other. They're always seen as the gora. They're always seen as someone lesser, even though that person may be even better than them. I remind myself and all of you that all of the Sahaba, minus one or two, were converts to Islam. They were not born as Muslims. This is Sukhriya, and this is blameworthy and forbidden. So if this Sukhriya, this ridicule, this mockery, this insult, whatever form it takes, if it's normalized in our communities, how can we build a healthy community? How can we have unity in our communities if this becomes the norm of knocking people down, of ridiculing them, of hurting them with our sharp, incisive words. With this ridicule, we tear down other people, yet we claim we want to build. Allah Ta'ala guides us on how to speak to others and about others so that we are protected in ourselves from wronging ourselves and we are protected from wronging others with our words. May Allah rectify us and guide our tongues and make our tongues moist with the remembrance of Him and keep our tongues from ridiculing people for things beyond their control or with the air of superiority and arrogance. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa afdulu salati wa atamu taslimi ala Sayyidina Muhammadin al-Sadiq al-Ameen wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man istanna bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin wa ba'd Dear brothers and sisters, in this verse of Surah Al-Hujurat, after forbidding sukhriya, what we call ridicule, Allah Ta'ala tells us that it may be that the people we ridicule are actually better than us, the ones ridiculing. Some of the scholars have said that what this means is perhaps they will become better than you.
Sometimes a person is in a bad situation, a bad state. They're struggling. But if a person is ridiculing them, instead of giving them sincere advice, it's ridiculed. And Allah reminds us that perhaps they are better than you, or perhaps they will become better than you. Maybe they will improve, and maybe you will get worse. The second prohibition after this ridicule is lems. The word lems in Arabic may be defined as blame or censure, or criticizing, or fault-finding. The difference between ridicule and lems, or fault-finding, is that sukhriya is ridicule, you're making fun of someone, whereas lems is just mentioning their faults, even if it's not with the intention of belittling them, or ridiculing them, it's just being a fault-finder. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this state, Describing some of the worst of humanity as having this quality. Allah says, Wail, which means woe in English. But woe can also be interpreted as a valley in the hellfire. Woe unto every backbiter and defamer. He also says about those people. They are people who are defaming others constantly and are gossip mongers. So lems or fault finding causes harm to the community on two levels. Number one, it harms the person who's engaged in it. And number two, it harms the other person who's being faulted. And this may cause them to lash out. It may provoke them to ridicule the aggressor. Now the Prophet ﷺ gave us guidance on this. He says in the hadith, يَا مَعْشَرَ الَّذِينَ أَسْلَمُوا بِأَلْسِنَتِهِمْ وَلَمْ يَدْخُلِ الْإِيمَانُ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ لَا تُؤْذُوا الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَلَا تُعَيِّرُوهُمْ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا عَوْرَاتِهِمْ فَإِنَّ مَنْ تَتَبَّعَ عَوْرَةَ أَخِيهِ تَتَبَّعَ اللَّهُ عَوْرَتَهُ وَمَنْ تَتَبَّعَ اللَّهُ عَوْرَتَهُ يُفْضِحُ وَهُوَ فِي بَيْتِهِ He says in the hadith that, O oh, you who have embraced faith with your tongues, but it hasn't yet entered your hearts, do not harm and defame others, do not seek out their faults, and do not look for their mistakes and their errors. For the one who seeks out their faults, Allah will seek out their faults. And whomsoever is receiving that, where Allah seeks out their faults, He said that that person will be exposed by Allah, even if they're in the confines of their home. That is the second prohibition. There is a distinction, we said, between nasiha and ta'yir, giving sincere advice and just fault-finding and censuring people and shaming them only to big ourselves up. The distinction is that when you give advice, you want good for that person. The third prohibition, dear brothers and sisters, after mentioning sukhriya and lams, ridicule and fault-finding, is called at-tanabuz bil-alqab, which means name-calling, giving people bad nicknames, giving them offensive epithets that contain ridicule, 
that contain fault finding. This can be giving someone a bad nickname due to a character fault. So-and-so the drunkard. So-and-so the pothead. It could also be due to a physical quality. So-and-so the lame. So-and-so the bow-legged. So-and-so baldy, lanky, fatty, whatever the term may be. It is using a bad nickname for a physical quality. Giving people offensive nicknames due to their physical qualities can obviously have an adverse effect on their well-being. Now the great Imam Ahmed ibn Ajiba rahimahullah, he mentions in his tafsir of this chapter that giving people bad nicknames includes calling people corrupt after they have repented of past sins. So if a person was struggling with certain sins in their life and Allah guided them to change and they made tawbah, it is giving them bad nicknames to continually refer to them, to continually identify them by their past errors. Identifying someone by what they used to do in the bad old days after they have changed. After these three prohibitions, dear brothers and sisters, Allah concludes this verse by distinguishing between those who have done this, those who were guilty, but who have repented and regretted what they have done, and those who do not repent and who continue to do it. And he says, وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِبُونَ Whoever doesn't change their ways, whoever doesn't stop this and regret having done it in the past, they are the zalimun. The zalim is the oppressor. The zalim is the wrongdoer, the one who wrongs others. So dear brothers and sisters, this chapter of the Qur'an gives us, as we've said many times before, the principles for cementing the bonds of brotherhood and sisterhood in the community. We're not joined by race. We're not joined by tribe or language or ethnicity. Though all of these things are beautiful and not condemned in and of themselves. But we are joined by Iman, the conviction and belief in God Almighty and His final messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. So we have to avoid the practices and the things that create ruptures to this bond of Iman, that undermine our unity. Hurting people's feelings, exposing their faults, character assassination, slander, derogatory remarks, looking down on people, making fun of people. These things are all damaging to ourselves and to our unity as a community. And I leave you with a warning from the words of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. Imam al-Bayhaqi rahimahullah he narrates in his Shu'ab al-Iman, his collection of hadith known as the branches of faith, a hadith from the Prophet ﷺ, who said, those who ridicule other people will have a door of paradise open for them on the day of judgment. And it will be said to one of them, enter, udkhul. And as soon as he goes forward to enter in his state of distress, the door will shut right in front of him. And this will happen again and again. The door is open and it's told, go inside. And as he draws near, it shuts in his face. 
This will happen over and over again until he is completely despondent. This is al-jazam min jins al-amal. So as you do, so you, will you be treated. سَخِرَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ Allah says about these kinds of people. So may Allah preserve our tongues and protect them and cement the bonds of community by giving each other our rights and being mindful of how we speak to each other and about each other. Ameen. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد زين المرسلين والأخيار وأكرم من أظلم عليه الليل وأشرق عليه النهار سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقوموا إلى صلاتكم يحمكم الله